Hey guys, and welcome to the Freelance Fairy Tales podcast. I'm Alex Fasulo, your host, six figure freelance writer, serial entrepreneur, Fiverr Pro seller, and digital nomad. You've come to the right place if you want to know more about working for yourself online as a freelancer today. I've been freelancing for over six years, and I want to share what I've learned with you. All right, guys, welcome back to the Freelance Fairy Tales podcast, where we chat all things remote work, freelancing mindset, and financial freedom. You guys are going to love this week's episode because I'm very excited to welcome on freelance writer, Fiverr Pro seller, and my friend for the last year or so, I think, through Instagram, <laughs> Mercedes Mancia. I met yeah. Mercedes in DMs, I think it was, due to our common interest in Fiverr and her now success with the freelancing platform, which we are going to talk about. Mercedes is passionate about sharing experience as someone with ADHD who freelances from Argentina, I love that, where she is able to provide a perspective as a freelancer from an emerging country. So with that, Mercedes, welcome, my friend. Thank you for having me. <laughs> I really wish I could teleport all of you guys that I am now friends with through Instagram into one space so I could <laughs> meet all of you and hug all of you and know all of you in person. Oh, yeah. You're not the only one. But <laughs> there will be time once everything starts opening and we get to I travel know. again. <laughs> I know. That's the I perks mean... of, you know, being a freelancer. You, you get to, to travel. Exactly. Exactly. So, okay. So... For everyone listening to this, they're going to want to know from the very basics, very beginning, how did you end up on Fiverr? How did you get started on Fiverr? Okay, so long story short, I've always been freelancing on the side. I've always been a, you know, kind of like corporate rat for basically my entire career. And I would freelance during lunch break, <laughs> actually, as a translator. I studied to become a translator, but well... Things changed along the way, but I've always exactly. freelanced as a translator my entire life. I've even freelanced as a tarot reader for some time. Yeah, weird. Well, that's one of the things that we're going to get into ADD. You know, you have such a crazy, unexplainable CB, but we'll get to it. So I've been freelancing my entire life, but just as a side hustle. I never actually mm. thought that you could make a living out of it, but not just a living, like you could live so well freelancing until I found you. So Aww. like I said, all, all my entire career since I was 18, I've been freelancing until yeah. one day I actually lost one of my jobs due to ADD, <laughs> which mm. we're going to get into it later. And the pandemic has just hit and I was just you know, stuck at home with one of the longest lockdowns in the entire world here in Argentina. And I was like, what am I going to do now? I'm jobless and I'm locked. Let's do some TikToks. And I decided I wanted to grow my TikTok account. And along those lines, that's where I found you. And I started watching your videos. And by that time, I was already trying to freelance on Upwork. I had a friend who was already there and she was like, everything's it's great here like you can get quite a good amount of you know money but not not that much and so i saw your 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 tiktoks and i was like okay well, if she did it so can i <laughs> and i remember back then it was when you were doing the lives when you were in albany i don't know if you remember but i was oh, always there God, asking no. you questions and oh, yeah. it was like 
<laughs> so yeah. I thought like if she did it so can I and I just yeah. you know I opened my first gig and it wasn't that good at first mm -hmm. it was sitting there for some time and it was actually hard to get the first order until I realized that hey if I'm going to freelance I might as well do something that I really like apart from writing and that is something that I think that not many people have in mind but niching down is such a good thing especially in fiber I've had my blog gigs for quite some time nothing happened I didn't have an order until I decided to niche down I love fitness I love neuroscience psychology mindset mm -hmm. all of that jazz so I you know decided to niche down and offer those services like I will write on these topics and these topics alone because I like mm -hmm. this and That's where everything started to go well. Like I started to yeah. have more and more and more orders. And after following you, I remember one day you you mentioned that you had one of your you, you had an ebook, and I downloaded it. And I remember sitting there. It was like 1 a.m. and I was reading your book. And as soon as I oh. finished, I just I got up from bed and I decided to apply from pro. I was with your book, following the instructions. And oh my God. The, yeah, at, at the time it was like 1 a.m. and I was like, I'm gonna do it right now because that's one of the problems when you've got ADD. If you don't take action like now you're not gonna yeah. do it <laughs> okay. and I knew that so I did that and then the the morning after I I recorded the video and then like a month after I got accepted or maybe even before I can't remember well but I got accepted and I couldn't believe it I, I went there you know just thinking like you know it's maybe it doesn't happen maybe they don't accept me but hey <laughs> I'm already not a bar totally. seller, so there's nothing to lose. And I got accepted. And that goes to show like, hey, I'm from Argentina, a poor country. English is not my native tongue. I mean, I don't have a degree as a copywriter. I do this because I love it. I made it. So if I could do it, anybody can. And I've got ADD. I mean, anybody oh can gosh. do it. <laughs> wow, that like gave me chills. There's definitely divine purpose overlap here that you were supposed to see my stuff and yeah. look what it has done for you. And everyone listening, this is what happens when you take a risk or if something's nudging you in your head, that voice in the back of your head is telling you to get up from bed and go do something at your laptop. Go do it. Because look what can happen for you. Wow, that that's incredible. Honestly, good for you. Congratulations on all your success with it. You know, that's incredible and we're, we'll talk more about it but i'm very interested you just brought up that you have you niched your services on fiverr and found that that has been helpful for you so that's interesting because i know a lot of people they'll do a catch-all you know i'll write a blog i'll write an ebook whatever but you come out and say i want to write fitness i want to write health i want to write add you know you you come right out and say what you want to do and you you would say that has helped you yeah definitely actually when i wasn't that niche down I didn't have any orders once I niched down I started mm. having an order and another and another and another wow. and you know it, it just started scaling up so and that goes to show because you know when you niche down not only you get to do what you truly love because yeah you may love being a writer or you may love being like I don't know a video editor but yeah. definitely but Even though I love writing, that doesn't mean I love writing about everything. Like if you ask right. me to write about crypto, I don't even know what that is. 
I don't want to know. <laughs> I, I'm, I don't care. And my yeah. ADD brain will be like, uh, I don't care about this. Bye. I'm gone. And, you know, yeah. instead of taking, I don't know, th 30 minutes, it's going to take me an entire day. And I'm not interested about that. So, yeah, people shouldn't be scared of niching down because not only they're going to do what they really love, but they're also yeah. going to rank on other keywords because you know if you're let's say you're a coach right a fitness coach and you're on fiber trying to find someone to help you with your content what are you going to write on you know on the keyword yeah you may write blog content but many of them actually type the word fitness or the word health yeah and if mm -hmm. you do that then you're going to rank for those topics and the cool thing about that if, is that you know if you keep growing your account gets growing and i don't know you become a pro seller and you've been there for a while you will actually at some point end up becoming an authority figure within your industry on mm -hmm. Fiverr or any other freelancing site. And, you know, you can take it out from there. Like once you grow up too much or maybe you have an agency or something, then yeah. that could be your niche. No, it's brilliant. I mean, niche marketing is totally what excels in general today, right? Like my social media is just freelancing. That's pretty niche. Like I don't get on there and say, oh, I'm a business guru. I'm like, yeah. we're going to talk about Fiverr. We're going to talk about freelancing. And I feel like it's done me favors. So that's interesting. And I'm happy you shared that with me because I'm going to continue to share that with other people now to not be afraid to niche down on Fiverr. But let's dive into, I'm, I'm curious, I want to know, I don't know a lot about this topic, so I'm very excited to learn about it. How has it been freelancing with ADHD just in general? And I have more questions about it, but, but how do those two things work together? Because I know traditionally, if someone has ADD, ADHD, a corporate job or a nine to five might not be a place that they're going to excel in. So I want to hear all about this. Okay, great. So, well, it's not a walk around the park because, you know, sometimes you will encounter, I don't know, a project that you may not like too much or a typical client or maybe you're overworked, but it is 10 times better than being in an office environment. Definitely. Yeah. For example, take me. I've been working at, a, you know, corporate offices, Fortune 500 companies all the time. You know, it's, you know, it's boring. It's you, you have that hierarchy and you have to follow certain structures and you have certain workflows. And it's really hard for someone who's neurodivergent, meaning, you know, your brain doesn't work. Your brain is literally different from other brains. That doesn't mean that you're worse or that you cannot mm -hmm. do things. You just do things differently. And so being in an office environment, you know, full of people around you, noises, mm -hmm. distractions, it can be hard for you to maintain focus and do things right. And yeah, that, that can be something that, you know, you get to struggle a lot. And that's not only the, the point here. Also, when you work for a company, you have to you know, you have to go to the office like nine to five. And, you know, many people who have these problems, maybe they work better in the, you know, at night or maybe better in the morning yeah. and not being able to use that momentum, like when your brain is actually, you know, it's, it's at its finest, that can be something, you know, that's a lot of energy that you lose over time. So being yeah. in an office environment is not that good if you have ADD. And besides, another thing that people who have ADD, one of the symptoms is that we love being free like we're not good with authority like we're always you know we don't look well on authority you know it's it's hard for us to follow instructions but mm -hmm. not because we're rebels but because it's it, it's hard i don't know how to explain it but you know you're yeah. it, it's 
it's something that we all have it. Not just me, my boyfriend, is, he's also a freelancer. He's also got ADD and he's doing much better than ever before since being a freelancer. So I know many people actually here in Argentina who are freelancers and they have ADD and they're doing much better since, you know, since becoming freelancers than being in an office environment because, you know, there are different spectrums. You have different types of ADD. Yeah. And I think that this is also something that, you know, all neurodivergent people should have in mind, not just ADD, you know, people with autism as well. Being able to run your own business or doing your own thing, following your passion, changing your environment. I mean, you know, for example, I have a type of ADD, which is the inattentive one. I really struggle paying attention to something unless I, I'm really interested about that. That's why I decided to niche down that much. But another thing that that we struggle with is, you know, doing something, the same thing over and over again. And when you work in an office, it is very hard to get that variety that you get as a freelancer. Like you I'd open say, your laptop and every day is different. You've got yeah. different clients. If I'm getting this correctly, freelancing is helpful to neurodivergent people because when they're on, they can be on. Like they don't have to be on at 1 p.m. or 3 p.m. Mm. so long as the work is done in the next 72 hours, it, it's fine. And you can be more, you're more attentive because it's topics that interest you more. So it, it captures more of your attention than if it were monotonous office work. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, that's cool. You also get to change, like you, you grab your computer and, you know, you go to a cafe or you go on vacations and that, that really helps. Totally. Yeah, I have people all the time right on my TikToks. They'll say, I have dyslexia, I'm autistic, all this stuff. Can I freelance? And I say to them, yes, you absolutely can. Because I have people all the time, they'll write to me and say, I have this, I have that. And freelancing is actually conducive to my success because conforming to the one standard of success in an office building, you know, only works for what, like 5% of the population. I wasn't successful in an office environment. And for me right away, I hated that feeling of knowing that I'm in a place that I can feel I'll never be truly successful in because I'll never conform to whatever that one standard has to be. And that's a lot of pressure on people. Yeah, definitely. And that's something that you're always saying uh, how companies are going to, you know, to do to keep their, their, their employees because people are really trying to turn away from that, especially now after the pandemic that they see that this is possible. That's something that also companies should have in mind. They don't have those things in, in, you know, in mind when, when they're looking at, you know, the diversity of people that they have in their companies, because sometimes you may have someone who's struggling with, you know, open office environments and things like that. So, yeah, yeah, that's something that they should look into, too. Totally. No, and, and I also definitely want to talk about how you are in Argentina, because I have so many people will write to me and say, well, easy for you. You've only had success because you're in the United States. That's the <laughs> only reason. And I'll say to them, you guys, Fiverr isn't actually even an American company. So it's a very global marketplace. So talk about freelancing from Argentina and also freelancing in English, because a lot of people, again, will write to me and say, oh, my native tongue is Spanish, my native tongue is Italian, you know, I don't know if I can do anything in English, and I'll just say, why not? Definitely. Well, first, it doesn't matter where you are at, as long as Fiverr is in your country, because I know that there are 
There's people who say that Fiverr is not in their countries. I don't mm, know which right. countries are those, but as long as it is in your country, you can get, you know, you can open your account and then the rest, it's, it's completely up to you. Like to me, everything comes down to mindset. If you don't believe that you can make things happen, you're never going to, you know, you're never going to make it. Like if you, totally. for, for instance, if you, you know, at, at first you're like, no, I'm, I'm not going to be able to make it because I'm here or I'm not that good or whatever, you know, whatever you say that you may be struggling with, that's an excuse. I mean, there's definitely something that different that you can showcase the world, a new perspective. Yeah. And, you know, there might be, I don't know, 10,000 other bloggers out there who talk about fitness as well, just like me, but my perspective is different than theirs. So, you know, just thinking that there's not enough pie for everybody, it is, it is not true. There's always something new that you can add, you know, to the company. And in the end, like people work with people. You don't work with just, right. you know, like, yeah, like you actually end up making friends there. People keep coming back to you because I don't know, they liked you or they saw something different in you. So that's, that is not a reason why you shouldn't try to freelance because you're living somewhere else. And then take me, for example, my native tongue is not English, as you can tell, but I've studied for many years, the language, I studied to become a translator. I really practiced a lot and I, I managed to better, and you, you can better your tongue every single day. Like, you know, if you keep practicing, eventually you'll make it. And if you see that, you know, you struggle too much, then don't, you know, try not to attack the English, the, the English market. Go with your language. For instance, right. I have so many clients who speak Spanish. I mean, Spanish has like a really big audience because you have mm -hmm. people from Argentina, you know, wow. all over Latin. Then you have Spain, the U.S. I mean, I have so many clients in the U.S. who ask me to write in Spanish because, you know, sure. the, this, this Hispanic community. So, yeah, you, you can do basically anything there. Do you get a lot of clients that ask for bilingual services like they'll ask you to write in english and spanish because I, I feel like that would be in huge demand yeah yeah definitely i have many yeah mostly when it comes to landing pages there are many people especially in the u.s coaches who maybe who are i don't know from hispanic background and they offer services both in english and spanish they'll come to me and ask me to help them with uh with their landing pages their sales pages sure. and their copy in general and yeah. also many people who want their ebook to be translated as well so yeah you have a lot I of mean, work yeah i mean i may end up using you still for my stuff because that's on my to-do yeah. list to have a lot of my stuff translated into spanish and french for everyone listening it is at it is a thing I would like to do. I'm just always like doing 80,000 things, but no, that's amazing. And I hope everyone listening to this hears, you know, at times really in business, you're, you're most successful when you accent what makes you different. Cause you know, I can't compete with you on that level. I only speak English, sadly. So that's a whole new portion of the market that you can collect that I can't. So it's like when people get all worried about their differences, I'm like, no, that's actually what makes you stronger in business. Yeah. Even the ADD. I mean, I have one of my clients who's, I love her. She's a therapist and I helped her once with her, you know, with her ebook. And she asked me to write for her blog and she wanted me to write about ADD. And I was like, and I was like, should I tell her? I, I'm going to tell her I've got ADD. And she was like, yeah. oh, really? And we started talking and she was like, 
And no, yeah, you're definitely the right person to write for me because of yeah. this, this and that. And, you know, don't be scared to to be honest with with your clients. And, you know, even if you if you have ADD, for example, and you see that you're struggling with, I don't know, your orders or anything, just reach out to them. I mean, most of them are really nice people. So don't be yeah. scared to show, you know, as who you are and be honest. Honesty really, you know, it. it it propels you because people can tell when you lie. And if you, for example, mm-hmm. coming back to the problem with whether English is not your native tongue and you want to work for someone with the English language, be upfront and tell them, hey, this is not my native tongue, but here's yeah. what I can do. And show them a nice portfolio and they're going to decide. And if they decide, then they cannot say, oh, I don't like this because they already you know, they already looked at your work and they decided that you can do a good job. So there's nothing yeah. to be scared of. Absolutely. Now, I have a feeling people listening will be curious to know how long were you on Fiverr before you applied to Fiverr Pro? But I would say six months. I didn't even know that you could apply until I read your book. So, yeah. Yeah, that's wow. The, okay, yeah, because a lot of people, I think, they think they have to wait years because I no. was on it about three years before Fiverr Pro was even created. It wasn't even created yet. And I think they think they have to wait three years. But guys, six months is... W- were you at... Do you remember, were you at level one or level, level two? two and I'm still level, level two. two. Yeah, I'm level two. I went up to top level for a bit and got demoted back down after a couple <laughs> unhappy clients. Oh, <laughs> I have something to tell you there that, you know, actually I... <laughs> I googled it everywhere because I couldn't find it every, anywhere. I almost got demoted from pro. Like, seriously. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's a real thing. There, There is a certain level of anxiety that comes with maintaining Fiverr Pro. Yeah. They are a very big brother watching and they will, they're not shy to let you know if you have slipped up in their eyes. You know, I don't like that side of it because I don't like authority either. So anytime <laughs> anybody is exerting authority over me, I hate it. And I think that's what inspired me to get income streams going off of Fiverr just to just to like level that out. And I was going to ask you, do you have, do you have any plans of ever having your own copywriting agency or doing anything off of Fiverr? Definitely. Yeah, I, that's yeah. what I'm trying to look for in the future to create my own agency. But at the time, I'm happy with this. I'm just trying to, you know, continue yeah. with this, grow with this, and then eventually I'll see. But yeah, it is in my to-do list, definitely. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's a big to-do. Now, and I know you had also said, are you still on Upwork or, or were you ever on Upwork? Yeah, yeah. Actually, I got to top rated on Upwork, but then oh, I completely okay. stopped using it. I, I, yeah. I don't like the, you know, I don't like the interface that much. It's, it's different from, from Fiverr, but, but I think yeah. it's great because, you know, you get to decide where you work, like, you know, depending on whether you like a more corporate environment or you prefer, you know, something like a gig. Because on Upwork, the thing is that most people want to interview you and I rather yeah. have clients coming to me rather than me going to them. Although they they can also send you, most of the times they actually send you proposals, but I don't know, nine out of 10 times they they want to call call you first. And I'm like, yeah, but I'm not going to, this is, nah, I'm I'm not happy with calls. I I hate having calls. I don't know if that's something ADD or me being an INTJ. I don't know, but I don't like calls and yeah, I don't know. Just I, I avoid that because they also don't pay you for that, and it's, it's no. a complete loss of time. So I stuck to Fiverr for now. But yeah, anybody I'm can can grow on Upwork. It's actually easier than Fiverr, much easier. 
Okay, that's interesting. It's funny. I'm ENTJ, so we're only separated uh -huh. by the I and E. I'm ENTJ, and I still hate when people call me about freelancing. Because <laughs> yeah. it's a waste of time, in my opinion. It's the sign of a not serious buyer, because mm -hmm. a serious buyer should have everything already planned out. They shouldn't need to pick your brain on the phone. They should just be able to communicate what it is that they need. And the micromanaging, they're going to have to let go for this to work out a bit. They're going to have yeah. to take a step back. And, you know, just allow me to do my job. I would love to ask you, how has freelancing on Fiverr and the income you're getting from it, how has that changed your life, both just as a freelancer as well as someone living in Argentina? Like, how has that been for you? You have no idea. Like, guys, if you're freelancing and you want to be a digital nomad, come here because you're going to live like a king. Seriously. <laughs> <laughs> the economy here is terrible. Like, for you to have, an, you know, an idea, a, I think that a middle class salary by now is like six hundred dollars i don't mm. want to i really don't want to go into how much i'm making because living here yeah. it's i don't know how many people from here are gonna you know see this but you know it's a little scary but i've had periods of time where i almost hit the two the, the two-figure mark on fiber i did overwork myself a little at the time and i don't know if i want to go there again yeah, because yeah. I, I cannot, you know, I cannot deal with too many orders. Like maybe you can or, you know, just, you know, write an article in like 10 minutes or 20 minutes. It's, it's hard for me because, you know, yeah. I have to deal with, <laughs> with my brain. But I try not to overwork myself too much. But yeah, definitely, if you are on, you know, if you're on fiber, you can get to make a lot of money. And if you live in a country like Argentina, even if you don't make a lot of money, the simple fact that you're having your money in another currency that is a life changer because you know it's mm. like one i don't know one dollar it's like 180 pesos like it's it's crazy wow. the inflation like, like a year before you know a, a year I, I think like last year yeah last year was like 80 or something like that's the inflation <sighs> rate it's just it's going through the roof it's crazy yeah but I didn't yeah, with, with just a little bit of your entire salary, you can live really well here, travel the entire country, even live in a hotel, five-star hotel if you wanted. I'm trying to be frugal because yeah. I want to move to Spain and okay. I'm trying to save every single penny for that. But yeah, yeah. I mean, you can live really well if you, if you come here. <laughs> it's a good That's place awesome. for, for freelancers. Yeah, and I also like hearing because people also think watching my stuff that you have to do the 60 hours a week to live a comfortable life. And you're basically saying that you, you don't work 60 hours a week because that is a better work system for you, yet you are still living comfortably. Definitely. At first, I was working too much. I was working, you know, Monday through Monday, sometimes yeah. even... 12 hours a day because I had too many orders and yeah you know my brain wasn't coping that well because the more you overwork yourself when you have this problem the more your brain shuts down and at that time I, I I was not taking my meds it was really hard it was a complete struggle but yeah I mean you, you can definitely make it work especially if you live in in a poor country like people who come from poor countries maybe they're like scared because they think that they're not gonna make it on fiber but you know guys if you just if you sell at least a few gigs, you're going to make it. Like, take yeah. it from me, you're going to make it. But yeah, you can choose not to overwork yourself and work on your pricing. Like, you can charge more. That's a good thing from pro. Like, you can get to charge more and work a little less, be more selective with your clients. And the fact that you're niching down, that also means that you will have to turn down many clients if you wish 
That's something mm-hmm. that I do a lot and I'm not scared to. I'm just, I let them know, hey, this is not my, you know, my topic of expertise and I'll lure them into another freelancer. Many times it's you, Georgia, yeah. you know, the girls, I always tell them, hey, you should look into this. And most, most times it's like really happy with that. And many times they actually come back. So it's not like you're yeah. going to lose them. And it's actually better. And I, I learned that after my pro account was like under revision because I was taking so much work and I was mm. overbooking myself that my quality, my, my, actually the problem with my orders was not the orders. The problem was that I was not being that responsive with the clients. And apparently when you're pro, they like to receive good communication like let them know where you're at and let's see how we can do this and like they're looking for an experience not just a transaction and it took me time to understand that I was like okay taking this order sending like so quick and I was thinking oh they're they will like it because you know they're busy people they want their their work like that and maybe you know most of the times they were like why didn't you reach out to me I don't know for example many times there would be a miscommunication or something and I would just, you know, improvise. And they were like, why didn't you reach out to me and ask? And I was like, oh, sorry. I just wanted to, you know, send you the order and continue. And and yeah, yeah. so from that, I learned that you actually need to take it a little slower and, you know, provide your customers with better service, especially if you're a pro. Like, yeah, and, you, yeah. know, when you, you know, when you just, you know, when you're for, new to pro, especially take a month to just, you know, relax and try to get to know your customers because they're going to be really different from the customers that you had before. You know, that was almost one of the reasons why I started making content on social media in the first place because I found the whole Fiverr system to be very unfair to sellers and that you kind of get thrown into these new titles, these new positions, and they don't really provide you with any support education or anything on it they kind of were like no now you're pro hopefully you don't mess up (laughs) yeah yeah yeah. you get like like, you get a success manager and I saw him like two times and that was it (laughs) now exactly yeah like yeah it's they they are not that interested in the success of their sellers this is my just me my opinion on that but that's why I make all the content that I make to help people so that they don't feel like they're stepping into a trap Now, I love in your Instagram bio, I felt like this was a good way almost to kind of wrap this up where you you say neurohacks. I love that. So let's say someone's listening to this right now and they have ADHD and they want to freelance. What are some neurohacks that you could share with them or that you apply to yourself that has helped all of this be successful for you? There are many, but let's summarize it. First of all, exercise, that really helps, especially Mm. if you're on the hyperactive end, like you need to just discharge all of that energy, just go to the gym, do your thing, and your brain will be much happier. Also, having a healthy diet helps, really. But the thing with that is that, you know, not many people are into the healthy realm of things, and I understand that. So basically, on the ADHD brain, the problem is dopamine. Like, your brain has... Is that basically it's different and it struggles to, you know, recycle the, the dopamine that is like in the brain. You need mm-hmm. the dopamine for the executive function, aka, you know, working, reading, doing things. Like you, that's like the fuel that your brain needs to do things. And when you have ADD, your brain has, you know, it struggles to recycle that dopamine that is like, you know, it's, it's there in the brain, but it's just not. You know, it's not entering where it needs to enter. So you kind of need to help it. 
And one of the ways that you can help your brain with that is just help it produce more dopamine. And for that, you do need, you know, at certain times, you do need to have a little spike of sugar, or at least you should try to keep your sugar, you know, your blood sugar levels stable. There are two ways you can do that. One is eating really healthy, you know, fiber-rich foods, healthy fats, and all of that. And the other one, which is not that healthy, it's like, you know, sipping on something sugary every now and then, or having a snack every two hours, a sugary snack or something. That's from the health side, which is really important. And then other things that you can do is use pomodoros. I always do that. Like, you know, if it weren't for that, I wouldn't be able to do anything. So you can get to choose whether you work better on a 20-minute Pomodoro and, you know, five-minute break and then a 20-minute break. You get to the side, like, you see what works best for you. It could be an hour, 20 minutes, you know, whatever works best for you. Then another thing is taking days off. I noticed that when I had the problem with fibers because I was just overworking my brain and it literally was, like, shutting down and you really... You know, you, you keep yourself at a high risk for burn down. And I think not just people with ADD, basically everybody. I mean, we all need to rest and recoup our energies. So yeah. that's one thing. Oh, yeah. Definitely. And another thing, it's just planning, planning every single thing. I have a notion and I put every single thing there. Like, even if I have to take a shower, I'm not even kidding you. Like, it makes you become a very organized person because Mm. If you don't become that organized, you don't get to do anything. So you need to write down everything that you have to do. Take down notes. If you have to stop for a minute because things are bombarding your brain, just stop for a minute, write that down. You won't you know, forget that. And then you can continue with whatever you have to do. And another thing that has really helped me on Fiverr, for example, and anybody can you know, do this on any other freelancing app, is to you know save your quick responses and have your own templates instead of just spending hours you know responding to messages just have a quick message send yeah. it you can edit that that really helps so important yeah yeah it's it's a lifesaver like that's how you automate your freelancing business in essence i feel like once i started using that i was saving so much time and hassle you know sometimes it can be exhausting to come up with the responses But thank you. Those were amazing suggestions. I feel like for people who have ADHD and those who don't, I mean, those are, that's just helpful, helpful tips. I feel like people often overlook the health basis of all of this, because how can you do any of this if you don't feel well or have the proper energy if you're not feeding your body the correct foods? I have to ask you, is there, what's next on deck for you? Do you have any, any big projects or are you just, (laughs) you know, enjoying this freelancing journey? Yeah, my my next big project is to actually make my own agency one day. But like I said, it's not my main priority right now. My main priority is just live in the country for now. So that's my main priority for now. But yeah, I have many ideas. I also have a friend of mine who you know, Yuji Mango. She's also from Argentina. We have many, many ideas. Yeah, she's also freelancing. She's killing it, by the way, on Upwork. I should have her on this show. You should have her, definitely. (laughs) I told her, but she was like, I don't know. Should I ask her? Oh my God, I'm going to ask her. I'm going to write it down. (laughs) Definitely. So yeah, with her, we have many, many projects in mind, even a podcast. So we'll see. (laughs) 
Oh my god, that would be. She is hysterical. So I would. That would be a great podcast between the two of yeah. you. Yeah. that's awesome all right so for everyone listening where can they find you on social media and where can they buy your freelancing services great so from social media you can find me on instagram at mechi that's m-e-c-h-i mancila and then you can find me also on tiktok under the same handle and on fiverr my username is mercedes1992 Yes. Okay. Awesome. I'm looking at it so I can confirm that is correct. (laughs) All right. This has been incredible. Thank you for coming on and sharing all this information. I just learned a lot. And for everyone listening to this, guys, go follow her. She's a wealth of information and go stalk her Fiverr profile. If you want to see an example of a Fiverr profile set up correctly, that is doing quite well. So with that, Mercedes, thank you so much for coming on. Thank you for having me. 